Wow, we're going to have our first speaker of the day, and that, of course, is going to be our senior minister, Pastor John. Pastor John, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll, we'll save it up, save it up. Like, like Pastor John, like he's a, a visionary, influential leader. He is a man of influence. That's why he's not just our senior minister. He is also he also oversees CC, C3 Australia and C3 Global. A man of influence. He's passionate about God and people. I love the way he cares about each and every one of us because he loves God. He loves people. He cares about us reaching our full potential. That, you know, what God's put in us and what he's called us to do. But I love that he has authentic faith. He is so filled with faith. And whenever he speaks, everyone around him gets filled with faith. Today, let's just lean in to see what Pastor John has for us because he always has a message in season. Let's all stand to our feet as we welcome Pastor John Pierce. Awesome. Thank you, guys. God bless you. You can be seated. Fantastic. Hey, this is good. Who's at your first leader's big day out? That's your first one. Welcome. Great to have you here. Uh, Really, I'm so proud of you for taking a day to invest in your leadership and all that God has for you. And thank you to the team. Dan Frecker is uh, putting this whole event on as our events director, ably assisted by Yes Dan, Dan Bowman, who's, who's just coming into this role. So thank you. Uh, it's, it's a delight to be here. Brent and Annie, thanks for coming from all the way from New Zealand to be with us again. And we can't wait to hear from you both today. We know you're going to impact us. And uh, who's worked out what these are? I have been asked by a few people. Oi, 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 there we go, just in case you're wondering. Who is wondering? Okay, that's what that means. Oi, 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 it sort of goes with the whole theme of the, the vibe, the thing. It's, um, it's awesome to, to have Dan and Ebony here with us. I might get you to come up here, Dan and Eb. And, uh, and I see Jai is with us. Where are you, Jai? Stand up. Welcome, Jai. Nice to have you here as well. This is so cool. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask Jai and Toby and Keely to come up on stage as well, all right? Just come up here. Because these five young adults um, either, who have either met Christ in our church Three of them, rededicated to Christ in our church or grown up in our church, have literally uprooted their lives or are about to and moved to another city to plant a church for the kingdom of God. So can you put your hands together for them? How awesome is that? So cool. So Dan and Eb, just quickly tell us how it's going. Just give us a story or two on what's happening. Yeah, okay. So we have been meeting in our home, watching the live stream of these services here yes. and we've just seen more and more people come just one person at a time making beautiful connections with people um this sunday is our last time in our home we then go into our venue next sunday for our first preview service yeah which is really exciting but yeah and we've had three salvations so far just Already. in our home of people giving their heart to christ and just wanted to share a story it's so cool because it's why we exist awesome. right transform lives and um 
I met this guy named Aaron uh, six years ago in our youth group when I was like 18. He just came once, yep. uh, didn't respond to Jesus or anything, left. I added him on Facebook to try and invite him back. Didn't hear from him for five years. His story is crazy. He grew up in um, South Africa. Awful things happened all throughout his life and his family. And he had such an uh, angry heart towards God for this. Anyway, I see on Facebook he lives in Melbourne, right? While we're praying as a team for souls, we're going after it together. Uh, and he just pops up and I found out he lived in Melbourne. So I said, bro, can I take you out for a coffee? This is the story. It's for the first time in four years he prayed to God. And he, he closed his eyes. He said, God, if you're real, I need your help right now. He opens his eyes and Facebook goes, bing, Dan Freck, and message you. Come on. He was Come freaking on. out. He's a little bit into new age. He's like, whoa, man, like what was that? And told his roommate. He's like, no, nah, that, that was just a coincidence. Anyway, three months go by. He doesn't respond to me again. All right, he prays for a second time three months later, opens his eyes, bing, Dan Frecker asked for a coffee. And he went to his roommate, he's like, man, God must be real, this is crazy. Uh, we went out for coffee, I invited him to church, he brought his roommate and both of them gave their heart to Jesus in our home on a Sunday gathering two so weeks good. ago. So Fantastic. God's already building his church, it's so awesome. Fantastic, well done, Dan. I'm gonna invite Danielle up, we're gonna just get a little photo with you guys because this is a history-making moment. Uh, Dan, Ebb, and Jai will be, are you here for Sunday? No, so you're all going back to have church, as you do. And then these guys, Toby's driving down next week. Keely, how are you getting down? You're flying down uh, as well. So I just, can, I want to just move this way, move this way. I want to get a photo, and then we're going to pray for you together as a team, because in the month of February, we're in the Carolica Center, which has been a miracle. God's opened a facility for us. We're going down March 8th for the very, for the official, the first service. So let, we're moving forward. Thank you very much. Just a quick shot. Well done. Let's pray. Come on, we stand on our feet together. Father, we're just thanking you for what you're doing. God, C3 Powerhouse Melbourne East is your idea. And we're so grateful for what you're doing. We're so grateful for the doors that you've opened. We're so grateful for the people already saved and that the hundreds and thousands that are going to be saved in this church in years to come. We thank you for transformed lives. And we pray for this team. We thank you for them, for their courage, Lord, for their obedience, for what they're doing. And we pray as they step out that you will protect them, provide for them, encourage them, speak to them, watch over them. Lord, that you'll add to this team more and more. Every week, more people will come and say, we want to be part of what God's doing at C3 Powerhouse. We pray your anointing, your strength and blessing. And everybody said, amen. amen. Come on, put your hands together. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Well done. Well done. Now stay standing for a moment. Stay standing for a moment. God might not today ask you to move to another city, but he might ask you to move. And I want us just to close our eyes and open up our hearts. And Holy Spirit, we are so grateful that you're here in this place. And we make a decision at the beginning of the day that we're followers of Jesus Christ and that you're not just our Savior, you're our Lord which means whatever you ask, we'll do. And I'm asking that you would speak to every heart throughout this whole day about the shifts and the moves that you want us to make. We open up our hearts and say, speak to us, Holy Spirit. Change our thinking, change our mindsets, enlarge us and prepare us for everything that you've created us for. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works, that you've prepared beforehand. Help us step into the good works 
that you've created us for today. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, turn to your neighbor, give him a high five, say get ready to make a shift and grab your seat. Well done, well done. All right, excellent. Well, 18 months ago, David McCracken visited our church. He prophesied for the first time over us that we would be entering into a new era, that 2019 would be the year of birthing a new era for our church. No, 2018 was the year of birthing it. 2019, we'd be into it. We began last year. We changed our name to C3 Powerhouse. Happy one year birthday, C3 Powerhouse as a name. And in that time, God spoke to me and gave me a, a, a scripture that I believe is a key scripture for this next era for us as a church. And it's out of Genesis 35, verse 11 and 12. And it says, it's just after Jacob changed his, uh, his name to Israel. and says, then God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. You will become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants. And I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I'll give it to you and your descendants after you. And for the last 18 months, I've been praying about that scripture. I preached about uh, the, the, the keys out of that for our new era as a church. And, uh, you know, in my study at home, on the, I, I, have all, I, just, I write on the wall everywhere. And I've literally got perspex all over my wall. And I write things about this new era that come out of that scripture. And so as I've been doing that and praying, things have got into my spirit over the last 18 months. And uh, on New Year's Eve, I went and spoke at Oxford Falls Dreaming Service. And, you know, the whole theme was dream for the next year. And, and I just felt God say on the airplane the next day as I drove back to the Sunshine Coast, why don't you write down what you're dreaming for the next decade, what you're seeing for the 20s. So I've done that. And I want to read this piece to you today. It's called Dreaming for the Decade, C3 Powerhouse in the 2020s. All right, I see our church in a season of revival, a move of God with radical salvations, healings, young people being apprehended for the call of God, with a thousand people saved in a year and increasing till one day we see a thousand people saved across a weekend. I see us being a leadership factory, training and raising up leaders who are brilliant disciple makers. There is a multiplication of leaders of all ages. They're gripped by a strong, unshakable call of God, which causes them to lay down their lives for the gospel. I see us in our new building on Power Road, a landmark facility, a result of a series of miracles that echoes around the nations. The Lord will be glorified for doing exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I see new church locations starting with Melbourne in 2020, believing for five new church plants across this next decade. I see these locations miraculously in their own buildings because we broke through on the Sunshine Coast. I see our church filled with influencers and entrepreneurs, leaders who excel in every sphere of society, government, sport, entertainment, media, education, family, business. C3 Powerhouse people are innovative, cutting-edge marketplace leaders. I see entrepreneurs who set the standard for business leadership and wealth creation. I see our church consistently experiencing powerful healings. There is a breakthrough anointing on our church. People get healed in their seats during worship and watching online. People are flying in because they've heard miracles are happening at C3 Powerhouse.
And I see us being known for kindness into our community. Our reputation in our cities is for generously, for generosity, compassion, and practical help for those who are struggling. We shine God's love into our communities and beyond with no strings attached. We are C3 Powerhouse in the 20s. That's what I see. So... Yeah, I'm excited about that. I, I love even just reading it. I love what God's doing for us. So, so that's a, the dream for the 20s. And of course, every year we'll be focusing on different things to strengthen things. And you might be here today because you want to grow in leadership in your business, in one of those spheres we're talking about, in your family, uh, or, or particularly in the church. And being clear about vision is one of the key leadership principles that we all need to operate out of. If you're a leader, if you don't have vision, you're just going to go around in circles. Clarity of vision. And the clarity of vision often comes when you write the vision. And Habakkuk says that in the Bible, write the vision and make it plain, which I'm doing as the leader of this church. But if you're a leader in your family, in any sphere, pray, seek God, and, and out of a place of seeking God, write the vision and make it plain. And it will motivate you. If the vision doesn't scare you and motivate you, then it's probably not big enough. So let it be, uh, let it have life in it. So for us as a church, and really I'm talking about us as a church in this, this session today, uh, we're moving into 2020 again. We've, the, the, the prophet McCracken, as we call him, Pastor David McCracken, has come and, and talked about what, what's on the calendar of God for our church in 2020. And we've already been talking about it, but it is supernatural breakthrough. Where last year was the year of the party, 2020 for C3 Powerhouse will be still a party, but it'll be a year of supernatural breakthrough. Breakthrough for you in your miracles, your things you're seeking God for, and breakthrough for us corporately together in the things that we're praying and believing God for. Fasting will be making a comeback this year. That's more enthusiastic than I thought. We all fasted privately last year, but not corporately. But this year we'll be doing three seven-day fasts throughout the year one at the end of February uh, as, as we go, begin heading towards launching Melbourne, but also out of the series that I'm going to do, Danielle and I are going to do in February called Breaking Intimidation. So there are four things that we really want to emphasize this year in our church, uh, in this year in addition to all that we normally do. We want to focus on Breaking Intimidation. We want to recognize the lies of the enemy that are stopping you and stopping me and stopping us, fulfilling all that God has for us, and we want to smash that intimidation. That's one of the, the emphasis for the year. We want to have fresh encounters with the Lord. We want to have moments and seasons and encounters with God that, that bring revelation and change us and create opportunities for that right through the year. Our powerhouse conference in, at the end of July, we've got Russell Evans of Planet Shakers as our keynote speaker, and the theme will be fresh encounters. We're wanting to focus on leadership development, and I'll talk a little bit more about that soon. It's an emphasis for this year to develop and raise up leaders. And then the fourth thing is we want to emphasize and strengthen a spirit of hospitality in our church, a spirit of hospitality, and Danielle's going to be speaking about that today. Uh, I say that because a church, you can walk into a church and go, oh, this place has got a spirit of faith. 
This place has got a spirit of prayer. This place has got a spirit of excellence. This place has got a, a spirit of worship or a spirit of servanthood. And for us, I'd like people to walk into our church, and people often say our church uh, is a friendly church, and that's a spirit. But hospitality is going beyond friendship to opening up our lives to others. And that's the, an emphasis that we want to really pray into and grow in this year, a spirit of hospitality. Is that cool? Turn to your neighbor and say, come over for lunch tomorrow. Awesome. Good job. See, it's not hard at all, is it? So I want to I want to spend a little bit of time together right now talking about leadership developments. One of those emphases for the year, leadership developments. Last year, if you're around at the beginning of last year, we received up an offering. Uh, God actually named it or told me to call it a renovate for revival, to prepare for revival. And we had about $100,000 giving. We were aiming for 200. We got about 100. We're probably going to go again in February, just letting you know. Uh, but what, one of the things that we gave to was Melbourne. That's got us going with Melbourne and we've kicked off with Melbourne. It also gave towards, we talked about building a leadership pipeline. And last year, we intentionally said we want to get in a consultant and think of it like a staff member who is going to train and develop us and help us get better at developing leaders in this church. We call it the Leadership Pipeline. His name was Mac Lake. Uh, he was here for a, about 10 days with our team, and then he's been consulting all throughout the year. We spent about $46,000 on this last year. Uh, we invested deeply because we believe that developing leaders is the key to making disciples and to go into all that we can. It's been a major focus. Jeremy's been the leader of that. Thank you, Jeremy, on our team. Ken and Margaret Appleton have spent hundreds of hours with a group of people uh, preparing us and trialing the leadership pipeline so we could get to now and get ready to get this thing off the ground. All right, so can you just thank particularly Ken and Margaret for, and the team for all that they've done. Where are you, Ken and Margaret? Are they here today? Thank you for your many hours of work preparing us. All right, and so I want to I want to explain this a little bit today of what the what the leadership pipeline is. I want to keep it front and center for us. Uh, the scripture that I have out of this is Matthew nine that God really prompts me with, and it's Jesus. So this is when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd, like people without a leader. People need leaders. People need shepherds. And he said to his disciples, "The harvest is great." But the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his fields. For me, that's leaders or disciple makers. The problem is not with the harvest. The problem is not with people hungry for Christ on our coast. The challenge is how do we look after the ones that God sends us? How do we lead well in our church? And that's why for me there's an urgency about raising leaders who can be disciple makers and leaders of teams and those things. So this year uh, I'll, I'll talk about the Leadership Pipeline and the Leadership Academy in a moment. The Leadership Pipeline, let's talk about it and what it is. What is it? It comes, uh, I'm going to skip that one. It, it comes really, it's an intentional leadership development strategy that clarifies and simplifies a development pathway for leaders. Okay, it just makes it really clear. That means that we, that, that we build a culture of leadership 
that generates an abundant harvest of leaders. We're focusing in on it. We want to release people into their gifting and calling through the transformation of their character and the download of skills that will help someone be a leader. We want to have consistent language across our church because language produces clarity, and I'm going to share a few of those things. What I want us to understand is that every that the, the leadership pipeline is based on layers or levels of leadership. What this does not mean is a person's value increases as they go up the leadership pipeline. Everybody in our church is of equal value before God. We're brothers and sisters as part of the family of Christ. So this is not about a hierarchy of this person's better than the others. It's really about developing skills and training leaders, okay? To go, so I'm going to put a, a few things up here. Uh, well, let's put up this particular slide of the leadership pipeline levels, if we can. And so we've got six levels of the leadership pipeline in our church, and I'll get out of the road so you can see it. We worked on this. We changed a whole lot of language because it was quite confusing and made it quite simple. So our church is made up of members, and really the leadership pipeline is going to either be around teams or groups. So a member is either a member of a team or a member of a group, and everyone who's a member of a team or a group needs a leader. Okay, so that's members. The next level on the leadership pipeline is the level of leader. We use that phrase, leading others. That person will be providing leadership to a team. They might be a team leader in creche, or they might be a team, uh, they might be a team leader in, in, in the youth, or a group leader. So that's a leader, and that group might have three people or 20 people, but they're a group leader. The next leader, uh, level on the leadership pipeline is a coach. A coach is responsible for leading leaders. So that coach will lead the leaders of either team, team leaders or groups. So they, they, there's a, and I'll talk about this in a moment, but there's a different skill to leading leaders than there is to leading members. Uh, then beyond a coach is the director. The director leads a ministry area in our church, or a ministry provides direction and leadership to that particular area. In our church, we have seven ministries. We have children's ministry, we have youth ministry, we have adults ministry, we have worship ministry, I'm going to get this, we have uh, first impressions ministry, we have our services ministry, and we have our new people ministry. That's the seven ministries. Each of them will have a director who gives vision and, and direction and leadership and clarity to that ministry area, and they will oversee coaches. Then we have our executive team. So here at the Sunshine Coast, our executive team is uh, Pastor Josh, uh, Jeremy, and Teresa. Josh is the leader of that team here on the coast. And then in Melbourne, it's Dan and Ebony are the location pastors, or they, the leader of the Melbourne um, location. And then there's the senior ministers, and we're leading the church, providing visionary leadership for the church as a whole. Leave that up while I just explain the difference between each level. A person rises to a level of leadership, which means a greater level of responsibility, a greater level of spiritual weight, a greater level of time commitment, and it's based on these things, new skills or competencies. And these are things, and the, the whole, the, the, to me, the joy of a clear leadership pipeline is some people are born leaders, but other people are learned leaders. And it's not a legitimate excuse anymore in this church to say, I'm not a leader because I wasn't born a leader. Because we want to equip and train you if you're willing. 
Okay, and as you become a leader, it will increase your influence for the kingdom. All right, that's, that's the whole point. So, so there's competency. So we can develop, identify and train people in competencies. Then there's therefore different ways of using time. Every level has a different way of using time, a different way of thinking and, de- and delegation. And every level has a different mindset. And so if you can get the skills, the way of using time and a different mindset, then you can become a leader at a higher level and oversee more people and have greater influence. You don't have to, but if you want to, we can train you. Uh, Someone moving to the next level of the leadership pipeline is a reflection of five things. A sense of God's calling, uh, that they've got the core values of our church, the leadership values, that they've got the commitment to do it, that they've got the character for it, and that they've learned the competencies. Are we making sense so far? All right, so this is how we develop leaders in our church. We're, we're blowing this wide open. We develop leaders in our church three ways. Put this screen up. The first one is we prepare new leaders through apprenticing. Okay, what is apprenticing, I hear you ask? Great question. Dan Bowman referred to a little earlier. Apprenticing is two things combined. Apprenticing is where you're, you're assigned to a leadership developer who, is, who can operate at that level. So they're a successful team leader and that person can be a developer and they'll get two maximum of three people together for a period of up to three months and there'll be some what, what we call uh, apprenticing groups where you're talking about specific competencies and then there will be a shadowing experience which is basically I'm watching how you do that, debriefing on it, getting a chance to learn by doing, because we don't all learn the same way. Some of you are going to learn a lot today by being in the room because you're, you're oral and, and, and visible leaders. But many of us learn by doing, and that's what apprenticing is all about. Talk about it, do it, reflect on it. So it's apprenticing meetings and shadowing. So that, that we've already had a number of people, I won't call them guinea pigs, but we've already had a number of people who have been uh, developed or apprenticed to coach level, director level, and team level. So this is how we develop leaders. We prepare, then we equip existing leaders through huddles. I'm just giving us some language that you'll see, but I want that we've adopted. Uh, uh, So a huddle is if you're a group leader, every two months the group leaders will huddle together to, to sharpen skills, to be equipped and motivated and inspired and learn together to be a great group leader that you are already prepared for. Are we making sense? All right, good. And then finally, we inspire leaders and teams through, a dream, through Dream Team United. Okay, this is how we develop leaders. So I want you to say this with me uh, from the top. This is how we develop leaders at C3 Powerhouse. Number one. We prepare new leaders through apprenticing. All right, number two, we equip existing leaders through huddles. And number three, we inspire leaders and teams through Dream Team United. All right, this is, this is how we go. The leadership pipeline is not discipleship-based. It's, it's not, it's, sorry, it is discipleship-based. <laughs> Whew, get that right, it is. It's not program-based. It's not purely classroom. It is, we develop leaders relationally, soul to soul and side by side. Soul to soul and side by side. That's how we develop leaders. I'll give you an example of the competencies, six competencies. And I think we've got a screen for this. The six, we we don't have the screen for this. Okay. I'll give it to you anyway. So for example, if you're going to be a team leader 
in First Impressions, the A-Team hosts hospitality, we've identified six competencies that you would need and we will spend, a developer will work with two to three people over a few months, so in these small groups and then discussion and reflection and shadowing to help you develop these competencies, people skills, the, the competency to encourage and motivate people, to be able to train new members of the team, to be a problem solver, to be able to delegate to other people because not everyone's good at delegating, but you can learn to delegate. And number six, to give and receive feedback. We've identified that they are six great competencies to be an effective team leader. Okay. And so if someone says, oh, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to learn, well, the start is be on the team and serve. And then while you're serving, we will apprentice you if you're willing to step into that. All right. So that's just the, team for, so the, the great work that the guys have done is for every team in our church, there's five or six competencies that have been identified for the leader. And we want to train people who are willing and ready and, and like, I want to do it. I don't know how to do it. Well, we're going to train you. Great work this year. It's going to the next level uh, as we come forward. All right. Is that cool? That's cool. That is, that's actually really cool. So here's, here's the third thing that I, I want to talk about. A little bit about vision, a little bit about the leadership pipeline. And the third thing is we're praying this week for this day. We're praying that God would speak to people throughout the whole day, that the Lord would really stir us and help us to move forward for Him. And as we prayed, uh, the scripture that came to mind for me is out of Psalm 110, and it says that your people will be willing in the day of your power. I believe we're coming into a decade of the power of God moving in our church for salvations. As I said earlier, I won't repeat it, but I believe God's power is coming, going to a new level for us. And the key for us funneling that to lives being transformed, which is our vision, is that people will be willing. Not that they'll say, I'm coming to church for me for a good experience when there's power and glory. That's a bonus. But that I'm willing to help others become disciples. I want to see lives transformed. Count me in, pastor. And so this is the, the, the picture I got is that there's some people in our church who've got the handbrake on. I don't know if you've ever, I, I've done this a number of times. I've reversed down the driveway and I get to the bottom and go, man, this car's just not moving as fast as it should. There's a problem. And then, beep, 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 got the handbrake on. Of course it's not going the pace that you, I'm not, am I the only one who does that? Or Okay, anyway, so it happens every now and then. I wonder why it's not moving at the speed that I'd like it to move, and it's because the handbrake's on. I felt like the Lord said that there are some people in our church who have got your handbrake on yourself. And here's three reasons that he showed me that you might have the handbrake on your leadership willingness. Firstly, sometimes we've had a bad leadership experience and we can make an ungodly judgment about something and an inner vow that robs us of our destiny. I did that, I got hurt, it didn't work, and I will never do, 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 do serve at a high level again. I will never do that. It's an inner vow we've made out of a wrong judgment and therefore, but we want God to use us. We want to be fulfilled, but we've got the handbrake on. Today, I want you to release the handbrake. Maybe you've seen others have a bad leadership experience. And often when we see somebody else have a bad leadership experience and we hear their side of a story, 
which is only one side, we can do the same thing. We can make an ungodly judgment about church, about leaders, and we can make an inner vow. I'm never going to get hurt like they got hurt. They got chewed up and spat out of a system, and I'm not going to let that happen to me. That's an inner vow. And then we go, God, I really want to fulfill my destiny, and we wonder why it's not working, because we've made an ungodly judgment and an inner vow. I did that. I was in a church for a number of years where the pastors actually ended up falling morally and misusing and mistreating people, and I made a judgment on them and an inner vow that I'll never trust leaders. Not, con- not consciously, not out loud, but inwardly. And one of the key parts of my journey in this church was learning to trust the founding pastor, Graham Fletcher, in moments where I thought it was my job to be the policeman because I didn't trust leaders. And God spoke to me. I remember tears and days of wrestling with this. The problem is I'm looking at the now through my messed up filter of my past And if I don't deal with my past and get free from my past, it will sabotage my future and my filter will not be good. And I, that inner vow of I won't trust leaders will put a ceiling on my life right now. And if you've done that, and some of you, today's the day to make a decision. I'm forgiving. I'm letting go of a judgment and I'm taking the handbrake off and I'm not putting boundaries on my leadership. That's the first thing. The second thing might be a little bit just a simple self-judgment. I'm not a leader. Well, who says? Who says you're not a leader? Who told you you're not a leader? Leadership is not a personality type. Leadership is a person who's made a decision that I'm available from God to influence others for the kingdom. Now, for some people, delegation comes naturally because of their personality, but influence is something you can grow in. You might not be a born leader, but you can become a learned leader. And I've actually found some of the most effective leaders are learned leaders because they've grown in their competencies. So today, if you've made that statement or judgment about yourself, I'm not a leader, we're going to let that go in a moment. Okay, we're going to release that handbrake off. We're going to stop saying, that might be the lie of intimidation that you're going to smash in the month of February, and you're going to say, oh, that's a lie from the devil, and I bought into it, and I believed it, but I'm going to get it, I'm going to get through it. The third thing is, maybe you've done it, maybe you're like, well, I want to be a leader, but I want to do it on my terms. Uh, We heard beautifully from Dan earlier. God's not looking for people to serve him as advisors. I'll do this, but I'll do it that way. He's looking for people to serve him on his terms. Sold out serves. When Paul writes, he introduces himself with one of two things. Paul, an apostle, called by Jesus Christ, set apart for the gospel. That's his function. Or, more times, he introduces himself as Paul, a bond slave. A person who serves Jesus without pay, without thanks, by choice. I'm a slave. Do whatever he says, whenever he says, however he says. The first step to your leadership destiny is the the decision to surrender. I'm not going to serve and lead on my terms. The moment I remember when Josh Stott and I said, Josh, I love you to lead kids' church. 
And he's like, but I don't have a passion for kids' church. I'm like, well, you need to get one. That moment that he said yes was the key beginning of his leadership journey. Learning to serve in an area that's outside of your passion, that's inconvenient, that's not your preference, is actually what servanthood is called. And the foundation of being a great leader is servanthood. You're always serving other people and it's always inconvenience and it's always, there's pressure and weight with it. And so today, maybe like Dan has shared a little earlier, you've had the handbrake on because I want to be a leader, but only do that. Not that, or not that, but that. Actually, when it's convenient for me. That's, that's, when I, that's how I want to be a leader. And that's a mindset that needs to shift to say, yes, I'm all in. So this is what I want. Let's, let's close our eyes right now because we're, let's just get it right at the start of the day so we can get the rest of the day and we can open up and hear God. If you know the Holy Spirit speaking to you while I'm talking about releasing the handbrake, either because you've had a negative experience or you've taken on somebody else's experience and you've made an inner vow, or because you've made the statement, I'm not a leader and it's not true, but you've, you've accepted it, or because you've said, I'll, I'll be a servant or a leader, but on my terms, and you're willing to make a shift today into your destiny, I just want you to stand up wherever you are. I'm going to pray for you. Just stand up wherever you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God's talking to lots of people. Just stand up wherever you are. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're talking to people. We don't need music for this moment. We just need a yes on the inside. A yes on the inside. Willing, willing, willing. Letting go of inner vows. Letting go of judgments we've made. Letting go of wrong thinking about ourselves. All right, so good. Father, I pray today in this room, in this moment, for every person who's saying yes, that you'll speak clearly today to their hearts, to their minds, with clarity for the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we all stand? You guys are amazing. I cannot wait for what God's going to do the rest of the day. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor John. What a great message about not just, you know, hearing Pastor John's dream for the decade, even that right then was opening doors, opening mindsets, opening opportunities for people right here today. And I know that as he talked about releasing the handbrake, that yes, it was happening. That's why people stood. But I really feel even some people that didn't stand, God was speaking to you too. And we're actually going to right now, like let's actually just give Pastor John another hand. Great message. He's just got that anointing to release the leadership on the inside of us. And I love that, you know, side to side, no, soul to soul, side by side thing. That's so good. But, you know, God's called us to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. So we're going to actually go back to our tables. You've all got table hosts. We're going to have table discussion for five minutes. And in this, I want you to think, what's your own personal takeaway from that session? Is it stepping into the leadership pipeline? Is it stepping up as a leader? Is it saying yes, yes, like Dan said yes? Is it, what is it? So what's your takeaway? But we're going to discuss it. A takeaway is not only the idea or thought or what you heard from God in that moment, 
but it is implementing it in your life after today. All right, that's what a takeaway is. Not just like, like a great thought. It's what are you going to do to put in place in your life after today. So I'll hand it over to the table host. You've got five minutes to discuss your takeaways from that session.